Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good evening and welcome to tonight's episode of The Mary Trump Show. Uh, it's just going to be me tonight and Sebastian, of course, my perpetual sidekick. I just because people have been asking, I, I thought I would share a little information about my fine feathered friend. Uh, Sebastian is about 27 years old now, uh, and he's from North Carolina. And I you can't see it right now, but he has a he has a bracelet on on his little ankle, which is how you know that he wasn't poached from the wild. Um, and uh, he is incredibly smart, but unlike mo other grays, he, he's not a good talker. He doesn't talk a lot, um, but he imitates sounds remarkably well. He has my laugh, which is quite unnerving. He does say mom in my daughter's voice, which under certain circumstances can also be unnerving, especially if she's not home. <laughs> and uh, he can imitate car alarms, which can just be annoying. Anyway, uh, I know he's been he's been on the edges of things and people have been asking about him. He's named after Bach, of course, and he does love classical music, as he should. Uh, anyway, I... I wanted to go solo tonight because uh, there's sometimes you, you never know what it's going to be exactly, but something just kind of pushes you over the edge. <laughs> and since um, the horrors, out, even outside of the uh, the house of representatives uh have have been sometimes it seems like they've been unceasing quite honestly since november 9th 2016 um you know it, it's it's become very difficult to um stop and process things right so so everything just kind of runs together and uh what i found really fascinating in the last seven years is that it's it's not always the worst things that push you over the edge. Um, sometimes it's a, it's a very bad thing, but it's not as, as bad as other things have been, right? So, for example, early in the Trump administration, one of those triggers for me was the not just the Muslim ban, which was horrible, but the way Donald spoke about members of Congress um, basically telling them to go back to where they came from and which, uh, you know, was basically Massachusetts and Michigan or what have you. Um, so just, you know, the, the, the insidiousness, the spread of that kind of racism. Um, and 
lately, or the, the most recent example of this is the horrific murder last week, or not last week, sorry, the video was released on Friday, but the just indescribable brutal murder of Tyree Nichols was, you know, a moment, just one of the, it's just unspeakable, right? Like how, how does one even talk about it? Although we tried on Tuesday, um, the nerds and I talked about the context and, and, and why things like this keep happening. Um, and what it means and, and what we need to do going forward in terms of having the conversation at the highest levels of government and, and keeping the conversation going, not letting people change the subject away from uh, the, the real deep-rooted problems that, that exist in this country, that have always existed in this country, that have never been faced in this country. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, my last book was about this. There, there are entire books dedicated to the subject of lynching, for God's sakes. Okay, so um, the subject matter is there, and yet, you know, we skate around the edges. Um, and then, I, I guess maybe it was just a, a combination of things. So, so that happened. I, I started to watch the video, and then I decided not to finish watching the video. I just didn't think that that was, oh, what good would it do, quite honestly? Um, it's evidence, and hopefully it will be dealt with appropriately and used to convict the officers involved to the fullest extent of the law. Um, but it was really weird. After that video, uh, or after I turned that video off, I was on YouTube um, for some reason. I, I think I was I was looking something up. And you know how uh, sometimes on the the right hand side of the YouTube page there will be suggested videos, and sometimes they're based on your browser history. Sometimes it's based on an algorithm that you could have no understanding of. Um, there was a video of my grandmother. You know, she's not somebody who gave a lot of interviews. It's from 1994, and I was curious, <laughs> you know, again, I'd seen very, very few interviews. Not, not that I enjoy <laughs> spending time with my grandmother. Um, but I was, I was curious to know what it was about. Turns out it was an interview with her and uh, a very famous Irish singer and they were doing a benefit together. And uh, it was about what a fan she was of his and what a fan, one of my aunts is of his. And, I don't remember why, but kind of out of nowhere, the interviewer asked, says to my grandmother um, or mentions that you know, my grandmother lost her oldest son. It just, it didn't seem like the most appropriate thing to bring up in the context. I mean, it wasn't that kind of interview. Anyway, so my grandmother gets kind of quiet and she says, oh yes, Freddie, uh, he died when he was only 41 and then she immediately changes the subject and uh, the interview continues to be about the music and this, this Irish singer and what this project they're working on together. So 
the reason I'm bringing it up is because, or the reason it was a trigger is because my, my dad was 42 years old when he died. And I, I found the fact that my grandmother forgot this. I mean, granted, 13 years had passed, but still, it seems a weird thing to forget. So I just, it just made me, I can't really explain it. I can't explain why it's related to all this other stuff that's going on. It's not in the grand scheme of things a big deal. But I guess it just reminds me, like, people are just horrible. And it, it kind of, you know, we're kind of at this point where the traumas are are just keep accumulating you know i was talking to friend and fellow nerd avenger didn't talk about this earlier that there's never space to process anything so because the 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 big things are so big the small things are sometimes the things that affect us most so i'm finally getting to the the thing that pushed me over the edge it's not that, and and I guess like what my grandmother, my grandmother's forgetting how old my dad was when he died, just kind of just reminds me like just how, I don't know, just, just that just horrible people just kind of get away with being horrible, right? And it's not that I have... Uh, different expectations right horrible people are going to be horrible um so it's not that ron DeSantis is turning is using florida as a, a laboratory to see just how much fascism he can get away with imposing upon its citizens who by the way overwhelmingly elected him in the last election you know, it's not that he's essentially banning books from public schools, which is horrifying. It's it's not the don't say gay. It's not his punishing corporations, private corporations for making certain decisions he doesn't agree with. It's not his anti-woke bullshit. It's all dangerous, and I'm aware of that, Um it needs to be stopped. And hopefully when he decides to run for president, he will fail miserably on the national stage, which is what I think will happen. And it's not even his essentially outlawing advanced place in black history. Okay. Because what else would we expect a scumbag fascist like Ron DeSantis to do? Of course, of course he's going to say that it's illegal to teach American history properly because he's a coward and he's a bully and he benefits from his constituents' ignorance, his white constituents' ignorance, right? That's the system. That's the way it's been since the... South, after the Civil War, started perpetuating the lost cause myth. You know, this whole bullshit idea that the, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about forcing um, 
unacceptable ideologies on the South, states' rights, um, and and part of that myth too is that 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 Southern culture was just this genteel, you know, bucolic way of being, and uh, the North and you know anti-slavery advocates just wanted to destroy that. You know, which is absolutely the opposite of what was true. These were people who wanted to destroy their country for the privilege of continuing to own, torture, rape, and murder other human beings. Right? That's that's what the that's Southern culture in a nutshell for you. Okay. None of that surprising. I mean, it makes me angry, makes me incredibly angry that not only that he's doing it, but that he has support for doing it. And all this, by the way, in the backdrop of he's trying to actually, I don't know if it's past year or not, but, he, you know, one of his main missions right now is to make sure that anybody in Florida who wants to can carry a loaded concealed weapon without a permit and without training, because, you know, that's fine. Don't read a book carry a weapon of mass war of you know mass death without training with total impunity i so angry not surprised not it you know it doesn't hurt me i guess so maybe that's a weird way of saying it but you know it doesn't keep me up at night because he's just acting as he's acting so the thing that seems maybe not as big a deal i mean it's certainly uh, in terms of uh, the event itself, it's certainly not as big a deal as the murder of a young black man at the hands of police officers. But it's why the system that allows such things to happen continues to be held in place. And that's the college board's decision to modify the AP Black History curriculum to fascist Ron DeSantis's specifications. That's what pushed me over the edge. Now, the College Board is is allegedly a nonprofit. Um, you know, they they hauled in like one point one billion dollars since it's a nonprofit. I don't know what they do with that money, but their CEO was compensated two point five million dollars last year or the year before. Uh, they run the SATs. Um, and according to J Judd Legum, who has a really good piece on this in his newsletter, Popular Information, which you should check out, um, because a lot of schools, many, many universities have stopped requiring SATs and other standardized tests. Um, I guess this, this has been the trend for a while, but it became a much bigger trend, uh, during COVID, uh, that, that had been an enormous amount, uh, an enormous source of the college board's income. They also make money through their AP curricula and the AP exams, um, which juniors and seniors in high school take um, in order to get college credits. So for example, if you take AP English and you get a four or a five on your AP, you don't have to take freshman English. You can go right to more advanced courses, right? That's how, that's 
how it works. So um, if you have a governor saying he doesn't like this particular curriculum and he won't allow that curriculum to be taught, so therefore X number of students won't be taking the courses, won't be reading the material, won't be paying to take the exams. What if other states, and of course we're talking about red states, what if other states follow suit? Texas and then Mississippi and then Alabama, and you know they will. You know, right now we're, we're heading to a place where at least half of the states in this country are, are outlawing abortion. I mean, will it surprise us if they outlaw American history? And I say American history because you cannot separate black history from American history or American history from black history, I should say. You cannot understand this country unless you know about black history. So for the college board to, to give in to this anti-intellectual, racist, white supremacist creep, who, by the way, is extraordinarily well-educated. I think he went to, I'm, I'm not sure, Harvard and Yale or something like that. Um, he, knows, he knows what he's doing, you know. Um, for them to, to give in to this, this freaking bully, this fascist is to pave the way for fascism. You know, fascism in this country is not creeping along anymore. It, it's galloping towards us. And, you know, in um, during Jim Crow, while America was pretending to be a beacon of democracy, uh, in its leading in leading its fight against the fight against the Nazis, the American South was a closed fascist state. That's like one of the the greatest tricks I think that's ever been pulled off. Um, you know, Black Americans were being denied every opportunity. They were being denied the franchise. They were being denied economic inequality. Many of them were going to fight for this country in that war, only to come home and be lynched because. How dare they come home wearing a, the, the uniform and acting all superior, right? So, of course, the college board denies that it, it, it caved. And yet, every single subject DeSantis flagged as being objectionable. Every single individual DeSantis flagged as being objectionable has been removed from that AP curriculum. So topics like critical race theory, and again, we're talking about probably senior, I don't, I, I, I don't think, um, I, I mean, juniors can take AP classes, but mostly this, this course would be for seniors, people who are 17, 18 years old. These are almost adults getting ready to go to college, right? And by the way, guys, because one of, one of the objections is that 
This is about pushing a left-wing agenda. This is about indoctrination. Teaching people about a subject is not indoctrinating them into it. It's helping them understand what it means so that the class can debate about it and then people can draw their own fucking conclusions. That's not indoctrination. That's teaching. So critical race theory, which again, uh, you know, they're, they're claiming is this horrible anti-white thing and it's not it's a legal theory having to do you know who cares because <laughs> it's not taught in k through 12 schools except you know advanced classes i mean it's probably taught in in private schools to seniors who want to go to really really good universities and do the hard work right uh Reparations is another subject that was removed from the curriculum. I don't know, and I don't. I haven't looked at the syllabus, but I'm pretty sure that if it's this course is being taught properly, it's not about teaching students that reparations need to happen and white people suck. I'm pretty sure it's about introducing the concept and why, why reparations is a convert sorry whether or not there should be represent reparations should be a, a conversation we're having in this country it will probably shock you to know that i am absolutely pro reparation but not enough people are having that conversation if people understood what it meant any well-meaning person would also be for reparations but if we're not having the conversation how can people know that? And again, you know, people can draw different conclusions, but they can't draw any conclusions if it's not being taught. As for individuals who've been struck off the list are people like Kimberly Crenshaw, who coined the phrase intersectionality, another incredibly important topic that has also been stricken off the list that helps people understand that perspectives can be complex and overlapping. This kind of blew my mind too. The novelists, I'm sorry, I just like, it's just stunning to me. Alice Walker, who wrote The Color Purple, Gloria Naylor, who wrote, among other things, Mama Day, which is a book I love. Um, incredibly important intellectuals like Angela Davis, Bell Hooks, also a poet, and Ta-Nehisi Coates are off the list. Again, for DeSantis to be going down this road is absolutely predictable and totally in character for him. It doesn't mean it isn't dangerous. But He's doing it also, though, to test the waters to see how far he can push the envelope. And the fucking college board, which is at least I would think theoretically supposed to be guarding the education of our children, is saying to Ron DeSantis, the least fit person on the planet who should be making any kinds of decisions about how our children are taught, the college board is saying to Ron DeSantis, whatever you want whatever you want. 
will bend our knee to your narrow-mindedness, to your meanness, to your anti-intellectual, anti-black, anti-American fascism. Because otherwise, we, not, we may not be able to sell this shit in half of the states in, in this country. So, you know, another kind of irony here is that, uh, well, first of all, let me, let me preface this by saying, did you know that even in a leap year, February is the shortest month of the year? And maybe that's why it's also Black History Month. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so this happened on the first day of Black History Month. And it, it requires the kind of aggressive, full-throated, unequivocal response we are not seeing from anybody in this government and in the Democratic, in the Democratic Party. What is happening? If you want to put it in really crass terms, uh, what we learned in the 2022 election is that, by the way, Americans actually do care about democracy and they actually don't want to lose it. They don't want America to be a fascist country. They don't want women and pregnant people to be relegated to second class citizenship, but they don't want those lives endangered. They don't want 10-year-olds who've been raped to be forced to carry those pregnancies to terms, term if they got pregnant. Americans, despite the cynicism of some, and I have to be honest, including me sometimes, are paying attention. 78, over 80% sometimes in some polls of Americans don't like book banning. And if that's if it's 75, 80% of Americans, that means a lot of Republicans don't like it either. And you know why they don't like it? Because they equate it with things like Nazi Germany. Book banning, book burning, Nazi Germany, not America. So if you're afraid of electoral blowback for standing up for the rights of Americans to read a fucking book and to learn American history. Well, it's not going to happen. If anything, it will get more people to pay attention and more people to vote for you. But you know what? You shouldn't, our politicians shouldn't even need, shouldn't even be thinking along those lines. What they should, they should be standing up and saying with one voice is, in America, we don't ban books. We don't teach revisionist history. And we trust our children and our students of all ages to understand how to interpret and make use of factual information. They don't need to be protected. And by the way, keeping them ignorant is not to protect them. It is to make them, and I'm talking about white children, white students, it is to make them complicit in a, in a system that they should be deploring if they only 
were allowed to understand how it came to be and how it continues to work. So yeah, the college board pushed me over the edge this week. <laughs> and uh, I, it, I think, again, just because it's, it's a sign of things to come and um, as small a thing as it seems and is in, in some regards compared to the loss of a young man named Tyree Nichols. Nothing will change if this is allowed to stand. So I just wanted to share that all with you tonight um, and also just acknowledge that I, I empathize with those of you out there uh, who feel that, you know, we're just faced with this constant onslaught of uh, bad things, ha not just bad things happening, but bad things happening and going unchallenged. Um, and uh, as, as I have talked about often and, and wrote about in my last book, uh, you, you can't really heal from trauma if you are in the process of being traumatized. And I, I would just say, though, that if, if you ever find yourself in a situation where um, something that, that seems like not as big a deal as other things, but th that that's the thing that just kind of pushes your buttons, just recognize that it's, it's because, um, as I said earlier, there's just, we, we, we haven't been allowed the space, uh, to process all of the traumas that have preceded it. Uh, so, if ever it's possible, please give yourself space or try to try to find that space for yourself. Um, because listen, we're still we're we're still in the middle of this battle. Um and we all need to be in it together. So thank you so much for being here. You know, I I really appreciate everybody who tunes in to this show, to the nerds, to the House of Horrors, to my quick hit videos. And, um, second. Sorry about that, Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian stepped on the wrong button. Um, Anyway, I appreciate your being here and watching the show and supporting the nerds, and um, it definitely helps. So I thank you for letting me rant tonight. Uh, just it just seemed like a, it seemed like a better alternative uh, than trying to pull off an interview because <laughs> it's it's been another long week, hasn't it? Um, all right, that is it for me uh, and Sebastian. I will see you tomorrow at 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific for House of Horrors. Um, not sure who's going to be with me tomorrow, but one of the other nerds will be here. And uh, probably not tomorrow, but starting next week, every once in a while, we're also going to have a member of Congress join us. I figured it would be really interesting to have somebody who has to work in the House of Horrors help us 
make sense of, of uh, what's going on from an insider's perspective. And we will, of course, be back here on Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific for the Nerd Avengers. And I'll have some quick hits coming out on Saturday, the Saturday. Uh, so if you go to Politicon's YouTube page, that's youtube.com slash Politicon. It's where you can see everything. Uh, like the episode while you're there. If you haven't, you know, watch it live. Uh, leave a comment if you haven't watched it live. If you know you're watching the recording, and subscribe to Politicon's YouTube page and click on that bell right there. That way, you will be notified every single time a new video drops. And of course, you can listen to the shows uh, on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And that does it. Uh, thank you so much again for being here. Um, see you tomorrow. In the meantime, please stay safe and be kind. Mm -hmm.